1: Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. What happens when the religiously illiterate are asked about Latter-day Saints? This was an article that was in the Deseret News. It was written by Stephen Cranny, I believe is how he pronounces that. It's spelled C-R-A-N-N-E-Y. If I'm mispronouncing that, I do apologize. But it was posted on February 12, 2023. And Mr. Cranny is lamenting the fact that a lot of people don't seem to know much about his personal faith. He is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He starts off by talking about Joe Rogan, the comedian who had a guest on his podcast, a woman by the name of Whitney Cummings, who mentioned a documentary she had seen about child abuse perpetrated by Warren Jeffs, leader of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. And she was wondering why we were not storming Salt Lake City to get these girls out. That's the quote. And wondered whether she was, quote, going to get a dart in the neck because there is so much fear around the Mormon church. And of course, Mr. Cranny is complaining because, in his opinion, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, his church, and the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Warren Jeff's church, as he says, are completely different. Now, in yesterday's show, I explained why I had a problem with that wording, because they are not completely different. They are certainly not the same, but they are not completely different. And that is really the gist of this article that appeared in the Deseret News. And we want to continue going through this article, and we're going to finish it up today. But he goes on to say the lack of knowledge is not just about Latter-day Saints either. Pew Research found that
2: only about half of Americans could correctly identify Jesus as giving the Sermon on the Mount, even when given four options.
1: Now, Why should we be surprised at that? I mean, I'm not, personally. I'm dismayed because you would think some of the basic stories from the New Testament would be something that most Americans, given our Christian background, and I'm not saying we're a Christian nation now. I'm certainly not saying that. If anything, we're just living off the fumes of the past at this point. But we are quickly becoming a secularized nation. And religion is being frowned upon as a whole. We know surveys show this as well. So why should that surprise us? They're not teaching it in schools. Obviously, a lot of parents must not be educating their kids on this subject because perhaps they don't have an interest in it either. So I'm not shocked.
2: There's a problem with literacy as far as the Bible is concerned. I saw a survey about 20 years ago when I was teaching high school. This survey asked the same kinds of questions as who gave the Sermon on the Mount. The question of who was Noah's wife, the four choices, the number one choice was Joan of Arc. I mean, that's ridiculous, and yet they thought, well, it's Noah of Arc, it must be Joan of Arc. And another case... Back in the 1990s, NBC did a miniseries on Noah, and in this miniseries, to liven it up, they had pirates attacking the ark, and so Noah had to protect himself, and God helped get rid of the pirates. I had my students in ninth grade coming into school the next day after that, because a lot of people watched it. And they said, we didn't know there were pirates in the book of Genesis talking about Noah. And I said, where did you get that idea? Because I hadn't watched the special. And they told me they had watched this this miniseries. And I said, well, that's not accurate. But how many people, including my ninth grade students who grew up in Christian homes, would believe something like that? Cranny continues, and says, with religious literacy in the United States so abysmal, it's hard to know what to make of another recent poll that showed that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has one of the lowest favorability ratings of any faith, lower than Wicca and not far ahead of Satanism.
1: Now, he's referring to the today.ugov.com survey. And it's quite a fascinating survey when you look at it. It lists a number of religious ideologies there, and it shows what people think about these various groups. To put the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as he says, is one of the lowest favorability ratings of any faith, lower than Wicca and not far ahead of Satanism. And I have to wonder how many people taking that poll really knew much of anything about Wicca probably not very many. That's not a word that you hear a lot. It's not bandied about very often at all. So how many were really rating these things on a, a, on really a more abysmal ignorance than maybe what we think? The fact is, he's upset that his church is rated so low. He doesn't think it should be, and he's going to explain why later in the article.
2: Cranny writes this, "'For those of us who find solace and sweetness in our faith, the natural assumption is that deeper understanding of the faith will generate more affection.' If they knew more about the church, they would love it as we do. But of course, we also know that some expressing the strongest disapproval of a certain faith do know it well, or at least they think they do.
1: Or at least they think they do. For those of us who find solace and sweetness in our faith, the natural assumption is that deeper understanding of the faith will generate more affection. If they knew more about the church, They would love it as we do. Now, you've probably heard me say on this show many times that I look at Mormonism as a bad product. I think it's bad theologically. And the more you look into the theology of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the less, I think, you have an affection for it. So I would disagree here where he says that we would assume that a deeper understanding will generate more affection. I don't agree with that statement. I would probably go in just the opposite direction, because a lot of the things that some people seem to like about the theology of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, when you talk to them and ask them more about what they understand about that theology, it appears that they didn't really go deeper in their understanding. They have a very shallow understanding of the LDS faith. What kind of understanding would he like?
2: That would be my question. Because I do want everybody to have a full understanding about the great apostasy, for instance. That's not going to go very well with people who have Catholic or Protestant backgrounds. Do you want to talk about the First Vision and the many problems with that? Nine different accounts. There's a big problem that this apparently looks like it was something that evolved. How about the Book of Mormon? Where did the Book of Mormon take place? Latter-day Saints can't agree if it was Central America or North America. There's no archaeology to support this. You're going to tell people about these problems? How about the race and polygamy issues, which are dividing factors between the FLDS and the LDS? But are you going to let people know about your racist history? Are you going to let people know about the polygamy that was so prevalent that you had to be able to be polygamous in order to get the very best God had for you in the next life? These are all things that I think many Latter-day Saints might not even understand today.
1: And this is why I would say that the deeper you get into the theology of this organization—and maybe Mr. Cranny is expecting us to ignore the theology completely, which I don't think that would be fair in a survey, to just ignore what they actually do believe. I mean, who is arguing that Latter-day Saints are not nice people? We often tell people, hey— That's one of the biggest problems, I think, with Latter-day Saints, is they are nice people and they look at their niceness as somehow that qualifies them for salvation, and it doesn't according to the New Testament. But we're not saying that Mormons are bad people or evil people or fit the stereotype of some movies that have come out in the past. We would be the first to disown those kind of conclusions. So you could say, Eric, since we do use their own material and we try to be balanced in what we believe about the Latter-day Saints and what they're taught, that we're really their best friends. We're meeting the requirements that Mr. Cranny is hoping others would do. We're trying to educate people on this religious system and give a proper understanding of it. Now, you may not agree with them. That's fine. You may agree with them. If you're a Latter-day Saint, I'm sure you do. We get email from Latter-day Saints all the time who say that we get something wrong. Many times we find in talking to them that we didn't get it wrong. They got it wrong.
2: I like what you say, Bill, about the idea that we're doing our best to present Mormonism as it really is. You might not like our conclusions. You might think our presuppositions are wrong, but I think what we're trying to do is lay out Mormonism as it is, not what maybe many latter-day saints wish it was and. For us to stay silent, we can't. We're fulfilling what Mr. Craney wants to happen, to have a deeper understanding. Toward the end of the article, Bill, Mr. Craney writes, If people don't know even the basics of a faith group, is it asking too much for them to differentiate between the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the mainstream Church of
1: Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? I wouldn't argue with that. I think they should differentiate between the two, but I would also argue, don't give the impression that they're both completely different, because they're not completely different. I mean, that word completely, to me, has a meaning, and I don't think the differences between the FLDS, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the LDS Church in Salt Lake City are, are different in some of these aspects.
2: Now, I think uh, the FLDS is much closer to the teachings of Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and John Taylor, the first three presidents of the Church, than the LDS Church is today. So when you go back to the history, there's a pedigree that goes with the FLDS that the LDS do not have. He writes, In a similar vein, one commentator said about the differences in religious favorability. What is one supposed to do with this? How many respondents have a clue as to the difference between Northern and Southern Baptists or between the Episcopal Church and Presbyterianism? Another likewise added, Very curious what percentage of respondents thought Christian scientists meant Scientologists.
1: Again, I wouldn't think that that would be a surprise to us if you've never studied this before. I mean, one thing about Christian science is it's neither Christian nor is it scientific. How many of its adherents would argue that way? They probably wouldn't because they have their own biases and they're going to explain what they believe in a way that hopefully would give a better impression to the person they're talking to. I think Stephen Cranny would probably be guilty of that as well. I think he shows that he would be that way when he made the comment that the fundamentalist LDS Church was completely different from his church, the LDS Church, headquartered in Salt Lake City.
2: I would love to sit down with Mr. Cranny, if I could, and ask him what he thinks that I believe is a Bible-believing Christian. I bet there's a lot of misconceptions he might have about what I believe.
1: I think you're right. And in his last paragraph, he says the reality is that the average American probably can't, religiously speaking, tell the difference between an avocado and a chihuahua. That needs to change, and it needs to be taken into account when speculating about surveys. I could agree with him. I think that probably does need to change, but in order for it to change, you have to be educated. In order to be educated, you have to have a desire to be educated. And let's be serious, as our nation becomes more and more secular, that desire is going to be less and less, and as we're seeing, there's already an animosity towards those who still hold to religious views. As Christians, I think we should be tolerant of other views, and the only way you can have tolerance is you have to, first of all, disagree. There's no reason to tolerate if you agree with everything that they believe and or do. But I think as Christians, we should be tolerant of other religious beliefs. But at the same time, I think it should also compel us to want to share what we believe about Jesus Christ with them.
0: Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism.